wife, Sherry. Thank you. And, uh, you're all hooked up. presence of the Lord is, is totally awesome. And I'm more interested in finding out what he wants to do than what I want to do. Is that okay with you? My wife and I, just to uh, give you a brief synopsis of what we do, we've been with GoTo Nations as missionaries for 20 years, was a pastor before that, planted a few churches in Russia, lived there for eight years started doing ministry there in 1992 and now from what I've got in my heart to tell you is is that what the Holy Spirit is saying and what I'm sensing in my spirit with what Pastor Christie has said I'm telling you that God is moving in the earth every 15 seconds in Indonesia a Muslim is coming to Christ ISIS is not afraid of America. It's not afraid of our war power or the things that we can do to them. They're not afraid of religion. But what they are afraid of is a living, breathing, vocal power of Jesus Christ. And they're killing Christians all over the world to try to make their point and to stop what they see as a conquering foe but you know what he can't be conquered because he doesn't give in he doesn't give out he did he does not give up and so I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Luke's gospel chapter 1 there's a scripture um, in verse 37 that has been one of my favorite scriptures and and since uh, Pastor Christie has preached part of my message already from Ezekiel 37. That just goes to show you how the Holy Spirit orchestrates stuff. <clears throat> A few months ago, and before I get started into the Word, I, I want to thank this congregation and your pastors for standing with Sherry and I as... Uh, we got a call back August the 15th that our youngest son, 40 years old, died. And so uh, as we tried to grasp the enormity of that, the responsibility of that, and the overwhelming grief and process of that, your pastor called me, and he prayed for me. And my wife. That's more than what just friends do. That's what a real pastor does. And I tell you, you've got a jewel of a pastor here. I'd like to move him to the mission field, but I see right now that's probably not going to happen. But I will try to get him on occasion to go. 
So if you have your Bibles, you turn with me to Luke's Gospel, chapter 37, uh, chapter 1, verse 37. The Scripture says, and I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified, for with God nothing is ever impossible. No word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Of fulfillment. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the power of your word, the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you are releasing to the body of Christ here in Uli. Lord, you are doing something amazing at Living Waters. And I thank you that I get to stand and be an observer and a participant at the same time of the prophetic release of the anointing that you are releasing over this body. And Holy Father, I thank you that you, you set our time. You set us in place. Your purposes and your will will be accomplished. You uh, instructed your disciples exactly how to pray. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Father, help us to see from heaven's perspective today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said. Amen. Many years ago, as a young man, I accepted the Lord and I was called into the ministry. This year will be uh, 50 years of preaching the gospel. The Lord has granted me to be in 60 countries of the world sharing the gospel over the course of the, that period of time. And so God has been very faithful. But one of the things that, that has struck my heart in these last few months is a, a pastor, I call him my home pastor in Knoxville, Tennessee. By the way, I'm not a Florida fan. I guess you could, I guess you could tell that by the, you know, the southern dialogue and accent. So I'll just kind of get that out of your, out of your mind. And um, uh, when you guys are rooting for Florida, I'm praying they get beat. See, see how brave I am. Well, a part of the crew just hit the door. But if you'll stick around, I think I have a word for you, even if you are from Florida as a native. God bless Florida. Because I'm telling you, one of the most dramatic things that has ever taken place in my spiritual walk with the Lord happened here in Florida. Over 20 years ago, well, I'm, uh, in July will be 20 years Sherry and I was uh, f feeling in our spirits that God was calling us to be missionaries. And uh, so this pastor, I want to tell you this story in sequence so you'll understand what I'm about to talk to you about. This pastor a few months ago, he asked me to give stand up in my home church right after my son had passed away on August the 23rd. It was the following Sunday and so I was standing there and he said, Jim, why do you do the things that you do? And so I was beginning to give a testimony of what the Lord had been carrying us uh, in our hearts to do and breathing over our lives and the things that I was seeing in my spirit. And it all came down to this one thing, that many years ago when the Holy Spirit began to knock on my heart's door, I was wise enough as a young man to say yes. 
You see, if you live with a yes in your spirit, that God is able to do the impossible, that He has the ability to go beyond what our capacity to understand or comprehend and move into the realm of revelation that he speaks of in Ephesians chapter 1, that the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened, that we would know the hope of his calling and the exceeding greatness of his power that toward us who believe. Do I have any believers here this morning? You see, I am sent here as a prophetic proclamation to you to declare over this church and this body and you and your children and your children's children and from the generations to come that God is not dead. If you'll live with a yes in your heart, he will give you purpose, he will give you destiny and he with every person that he gives a destiny he always gives a destination. He'll, he will give you, he said, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your footsteps. I was sitting in a service beginning uh, uh, a few, just right before Christmas and, and I was pondering, you, you know the word pondering, you, you guys understand that word, you know. I was meditating on the scripture in Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6. It says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And then the Holy Spirit, Pastor Christie, looked in, in my, deep in my spirit and said, how much do you acknowledge me in your ways? And so many years ago, Sherry and I was attending an FPO, Field Preparation Candidate Orientation class at Go To Nations, which was Calvary International at that time. And we were struggling. We'd, we'd, I'd went to Urbana, and there was 20,000 young people gathered there. Um, many missions organizations were gathered there, and I would go around. I spent a majority of my time visiting those 400 mission agencies, trying to find and seek out the purpose and the will of God. Because you see, when you live with this yes in your heart, you cannot be satisfied with a no. Did you hear what I said? You can't be satisfied with a no. You see, the enemy is full of no's. No, you can't do this because your life doesn't line up. No, you can't do this because you're not from the right family or from the right state or from the right pedigree. But let me tell you something. If you live with a divine yes in your heart, it doesn't make any difference whether you grow up in the mountains in the hills of East Tennessee or the flatland or the beaches of Florida. People used to ask Jim Oxenden, uh, they'd say, where, where did you grow up? And I said, listen, I can tell you, but you couldn't find it. I said, you have to walk as far as you can, you can drive as far as you can drive, walk as far as you can walk, and then get out and grab the nearest grapevine and swing in on our back porch. I mean, the Grand Ole Opry, you know, it shows up on Friday. We didn't get it till the following Tuesday. That's how far back in the sticks. I was raised on a farm. But you know what? 
When I was 16 years old, I was at a youth camp and this pastor from Louisiana, he was, a, he was well known. And he came to that youth camp as a speaker and he said, tonight I'm going to pray for every one of you young people that feel like you are called into the ministry. Well, there was about 500 young people there and I, I thought every one of them would be up but only about 250 of us came forward and we were in this huge auditorium and he comes down the line and he starts laying hands on them and speaking and praying over them. But when he gets to Jim Oxendine, he stops and he puts his hands on both of my shoulders and he looks me in the eye and he says, young man, God's gonna send you to the nations. Now at 16 years old, I didn't have two pennies to rub together. My head could not catch that. There was a no in my head, but in my spirit, there was something crying out that said, God, you've got something big for Jim Oxendine to do. I may not have the greatest education. I may not be uh, talented in music ability. Matter of fact, the best thing I can do is play a radio. But one thing I do know, that when the Lord calls me to do something, I have a resounding yes in my spirit. That's why in Ezekiel 37, when Pastor Christie began to talk about that scripture, don't you understand that the question was presented to Ezekiel, can these bones live? He could have said, no, that's an impossibility. No, that's improbable. No, the uh, you know, the, physically, that and emotionally, I can't go there. But instead of saying that, Lord, he said, Lord, you know. You see, I've come here to tell you that the Holy Spirit is speaking to some of you and he's saying, you know. You know what I'm calling you to do. You know the purpose I have for you. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are not for evil, but for good, to bring you to an expected end. God's not mad at you. Look to your neighbor and say, God's not mad at me. He's not. He loves us. He's wooing us. He is drawing us. He is preparing the church here for a great outpouring and a move of the Holy Spirit like you have never comprehended where you can't get your mind around it, where the dead bones, a bone begins to knit to bone. All of a sudden, there's a sound, a wind of heaven that begins to blow in Yule. Uh, I'm about to preach now. <laughs> Holy Ghost, you've opened this can of worms. I'm going to, I'm going to fish with them. And so the God has begun to speak life into you so that you can begin to translate what you're hearing and begin to speak life over the generations following us, over the generations that are coming up in this community. He's not only wanting you to affect what's going on here in this community, but he intends for this church to affect what's going on internationally in the world. He's looking for brother, he's looking for children that want with a divine yes in their spirit that says yes Lord this is, uh, this is my yeah I'm going yeah. Amen. I'm going to do this 
this young lady, about 13 years old, the angel Gabriel appears to her and begins to dialogue with her and says, Mary, highly favored of the Lord, Luke chapter 1, highly favored of the Lord. Something's about to happen. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and you are going to become pregnant with a life that's going to change life forever. An impossibility, something that has never happened since and something that had never happened before. That's just like Jesus. He is, he is moving and he's saying, oh, yes, listen, our world is in a mess. The church world in America is in a mess. Do you realize that 64% of the world's wealth is in the hands of the church? And they gave less than 1% to missions last year. And in America, we're, we're hearing all of this uh, dialogue, you know, it's time for pastors to stand up like Pastor Christie did and preach the truth, the truth, the truth. Because my Bible says it's only the truth that's going to set you free. It's only the truth that's going to de destroy the yoke. It's only the truth that's going to break uh, the enemy's hold over your children and your grandchildren. It's only the truth that will set you free. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh to the Father except by him. Amen. And so all of a sudden Ezekiel begins to ponder and think and meditate. Can these bones live? And then the command was, you have to speak. You see, you have to begin to speak out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. God knows what's already in your heart. That's the reason some of you are not saying anything. Woo. I've got a friend, he said, you were born to preach in Africa. I love to dance with them. <laughs> Your precious pastor, he, he tells you about the Philippines and me being a wild man, but he forgets to tell you that he lost a contest. <laughs> we put him up there knowing that, you know, he's... Man, he knows the Bible. He'll, he'll answer all these questions and all that good stuff. And what does he do? He throws the last question. I told you I'd get you. Oh, okay. All right, yes. Yes and amen. And so Ezekiel is commanded to speak. He's commanded to to say something. What are you saying over your sickness? What are you saying over your disease? What are you saying over your children and your grandchildren? Well, I say, yes, Lord. You know, there was two. In Matthew, there's a scripture, and I can't recall exactly where it's at right now, but there's a scripture where these Two lepers came to Jesus and said to him, said, 
if it be your will, you can heal us. And he says, do you believe that I can do this? And they said, yes, Lord. I have seen blind eyes open, deaf ears open, the lame to walk. But I'll tell you something. It cost me something. I had to say yes. I had to say yes to move out of my comfort zone and begin to believe him for the impossible. Listen, you cannot, you cannot convince me that cancer cannot be healed because I know cancer can. My own mother diagnosed stage four cancer of the pancreas and liver totally radically healed Diane Acarina anybody here from New York aha uh -huh. Farmingdale okay John and Diane Acarina stage 4 cancer she came on a Friday evening we, Sherry and I laid hands on her and as in my spirit I heard these words you see, you've got to speak what you hear. And it, when it's from the Lord, it'll always be yes. Because he always wants to heal. He always wants to deliver. He always wants to make whole. Are you with me? Don't pray for her healing, but pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal Jesus, the healer, to her. She hadn't been able to eat in weeks. The next morning, they had a fellowship gathering breakfast. And then we, Sherry and I were going to minister in the afternoon. John and Diane come, and they sat down, and we sat with them. And John looks over at her, and she could barely speak above a whisper that night on Friday night. And she looked at him, and she says, I want biscuits and gravy. I want bacon and eggs. He said, honey, you haven't had anything to eat? Solid food. In weeks, they had burnt her esophagus with this radiation treatment. And so it was impossible. All she could do is just drink li uh, liquids and a little bit of that at a time. She ate one plate full, no pain. She goes back, gets all the tests, no cancer anywhere in her body because there was a divine yes there in that place. You, you, I have come here and I'm telling you in my spirit, I hear that there is a divine yes in this house. There is somebody in this place that is carrying and birthing and, and getting ready. You are pregnant with a yes of heaven and God saying there is nothing impossible, not one word from him will will go void without being fulfilled. Is there anyone here who can say yes and amen to that? Because God is looking for a people that will cry out with their heart. Lord, I don't understand it. I can't see it with my natural eye, but in my spirit, I see it. There's a story that I'm reminded of in the Old Testament. I'm good? All right. There's a story I'm reminded of in 2 Kings chapter 6, beginning with verse 8. 
And you can turn there if you want, but if I'm going to just paraphrase, okay? For sake of time. King of Syria, he made plans. We're going to set up our camp at this place. And we're going to attack Israel. Elisha sends his servant over to the king of Israel. Don't go there. Don't go there because the, the Syrian army is waiting on you to destroy you. The Bible says he not only did this once or twice, but he did it many times. So much so that the king of Syria said to all of his servants, he said, which one of you are betraying me? And one of the servants' response to him said, it's none of us, sir, but the, the plans that you make in your bedroom has been revealed to the prophet down in Israel, and he's telling the king of Israel what's going on in your bedroom, the plans that you're making. And so king of Syria says, where is he? He's in Dothan. Send the army. Bring him to me. We're going to put a stop to this right now. So, next morning, King of Syria surrounds Dothan. Guess what? Elisha's servant walks out and sees this whole host of the army of Syria camped around. And he goes back and he said, Master, <laughs> we're in deep trouble. What do you mean? The whole army of Syria, it surrounded the city of Dothan. Ah, don't worry, lad. There's more with us than them. And then all of a sudden, I just see the servant of one, a two. One, two. Now, this don't make sense. If it's you and I, we'd be doing the same thing. Then Elisha has the audacity to pray a simple prayer. Lord, open his eyes that he might see. You see, this is the prayer that the Lord is breathing on the church. Lord, open their eyes that they can see. If you can see the invisible, then you can believe for the impossible. But if you can't see the invisible, how else can are you going to believe for the impossible? And in order for you to see the invisible, you have to live with a yes in your heart that says, my God shall supply all my need according to his riches, which are in glory. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If God be for me, who can be against me? Does anybody here understand what this preacher's talking about? You see, God is saying in Yule that it is your time, your day, your place, your destiny to cry out and say yes, I'm going to give you the generations. I'm going to give you the broken. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm waiting for you to ask and say yes, I want them. Yes, I want the move of the Holy Spirit. Yes, I want the power. Yes, I want the revelation. Yes, I want the understanding. Yes, I want the anointing that destroys and breaks every yoke the enemy can bring. You've got to live with this divine expectation in our heart. 
Holy Spirit, thou art really welcome in this place. I'm convinced, Pastor Rob, that the Lord is preparing the church for a visitation because we're not ready for a visitation. We've got to get our hearts right. We have to prepare our hearts to, to say yes because you see when the, when the dirty and the broken and the battered and the beaten down come through the doors if you're not living with a divine yes in your heart you'll say that's too much work all of a sudden the Holy Spirit begins to show up at living waters and people begin to hear you know they're having continual outpouring of the Holy Spirit at living waters we better go see what's going on and then uh, how many people can you see in this auditorium about 170 so but you've got 170 and then you've got another 50 standing and the police are out here trying to figure out where to park people because uh, they're coming because they've heard of people getting up out of wheelchairs and, and crutches being thrown down and blind eyes being opened and a deaf ear and, and, and they want to, you know, a lot of them are coming out of curiosity. And then you get the news media involved and they're coming and they're saying, well, is this real, fake, funny? And then they start calling you a cult. There you go, girl. <laughs> Prophesy to the wind. Well, what a ridiculous thing in the natural to do. Prophesy to wind. You can't even see the wind. You don't even know where it comes from. That's what Jesus told them. He said, Nicodemus, I'm, I'm talking to you about natural things, and how are you going to understand? You don't even understand what I'm talking to you about natural things. So we begin to prophesy to the wind, to the four winds. Oh, breath, come and breathe on these lifeless, dead, broken, battered, worn, torn, and ruined places that are happened. God, call forth life in Yule. Wow. Let me just get over here right quick. Because you, Holy Spirit, and you opened this can of worms. Before we went to Tanzania, God gave you a word. You prayed it over us. Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have hold to subdue nations before him and I will loose the, the loins of kings to open before him the two levied gates and the gates shall not be shut I will go before thee and make the crooked places straight 
I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut and sunder the bars of iron and I will give thee the treasures of darkness. Has anyone here got a yes in your heart for what I just read? Is there anyone here that will agree with Jim Oxendine that God is about to release heaven on earth in this place? Is there anybody here that, was, that lives with that divine expectation in your spirit that God, I can see the invisible. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Anybody here in this house that will come in agreement with me and these pastors that God is releasing kingdom mindset into the hearts of men and women in this community and not only in this church but in the churches in this community that all of a sudden there's a unity that begins to take place. There's a spirit of cooperation. There is an anointing and a grace that is manifested in such a way oh my God mm. the hand of the Lord is upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord to set me down in the midst of a valley which is full of bones yes that's where he set you and he set you there so you can begin to speak life you can begin to speak Justice, divine justice. Can I hear an amen? Divine justice. God, we need a divine justice in this, in this hour. And he caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were very many in an open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Distinct impossibility. Absolutely in the natural, nothing going to happen until God begins to breathe on it. And out of this fast that you're, this 21 day fast that you're on, God is breathing. He is, he is speaking multiplication to you. He is speaking division to you. He's saying, I'm going to raise up and cause multiplication to happen. I'm going to give increase in such a measure of my anointing and my love and my fire and everything that God does. He does it through love. Because that's who he is. I love that song. That's who he is. Therefore, that's who I am. I am loved. I am loved. Do I get it right every time? Let me tell you, over the course of the last 50 years of preaching, 90% of the time I didn't get it right. And the older I get, Pastor Rob, the more I realize, the less I know. My father and mother were pretty smart. But I didn't think so when I was 18. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you. You see, the breath's got to come into the church first. It's got to be released into you before it can be released out of you. And you know, I've noticed that some of you, you've lost your joy. You've lost your divine expectation. You're sitting there like you've been dipped upside down in a dill pickle jar. You wouldn't smile if I gave you a $100 bill. 
Pastor Rob said we'd try. But you know what? God is going to restore your joy. Because he's drawing us back to our first love. He's drawing the church back to the first love. The love of him. And so this is what I want to pray over you today. That you begin to be those. When I talk to Pastor Rob again, he'll say, Jim, there's been so much happening. God is doing so much. His spirit is moving so fast that we're having a hard time keeping up. Luke 1, 37, for with God, nothing is impossible. And you know what Mary's response was? Be it unto me according to your word. Be it unto me according to your word. So I want you to stand with me. If you've got a divine yes in your heart, you're willing to call to the four winds the breath of God and speak over the impossible situations and storms that you're facing, then God wants to speak to you. Can I? Will you get her? Thank you. Oh. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name. You are a holy God. You are a holy God. You are a holy God. Father God, sweet Holy Spirit, you brought us to this place. You brought us to this place. You gave this proclamation. Lord, open the hearts. Open the eyes. Come on. Would you please? While you're standing, I want to ask, before I go any further, is there anyone in here you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you're living without Christ and you have no promise of tomorrow. You don't even have promise of today. Let me tell you, the greatest joy that could ever happen in your life is for you to find that Jesus. He delivered me from alcohol and drugs. He delivered me, he delivered me, he delivered me. I am a free man. I am a free man. He'll deliver you. He'll set you free. He'll bring peace to your life in the turmoil, in the storms. All you have to do is say yes. So if you're here today and you would like to accept Jesus and you have not accepted him as your Lord and Savior, if you'll just step out from where you're at and come forward, I'm going to have Pastor 
meet with you and pray with you? Is there anyone? All right. Now, if you're standing and you have a divine yes in your heart, you're purposing right now, God, I am going to see your hand in my life, in my storm. I want you, after we get through praying, you go home today. You get you out a legal pad or a piece of paper and you start writing down the things that you think are impossible. Call it your impossibility list. And when you write those impossibilities down, you put a scripture next to them and say, I'm believing God's word that the impossible are going to become possible in this situation. Will you do that? And then give testimony to your pastor as God begins to fulfill those things that you have spoken out of your heart. Will you do it? So let me pray over you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are prophetically, I'm standing under that prophetic anointing that rests in this church. And as this pastor has given me that ability uh, uh, and authority to step in Right now, I am releasing a divine yes Yes. over this congregation. A divine yes of expectation. Lord, a divine expectation. We repent. We repent, Lord, for, for losing our joy, for leaving our first love. And God, we, we return. We return to our first love. And that is you, the King of glory. You are. You are the King of glory. John the Revelator said that he who was dead and is now alive, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the one who was, who is, and the one who is to come is being released over this congregation. Lord, you're releasing more prophetic anointing, a greater increase of anointing for healings and deliverance, a greater increase of anointing, Lord, for evangelism, greater increase of anointing for finances, superabundant finances being released, miracle stories of finance and favor being released over this congregation. And everybody said, yes, yes and amen. Yes, yes, yes. It's yours, sir. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for the yes. That you are, and your promises are yes and and amen. Yes and amen. Yes. Jim, I know you don't know this, and obviously you and Christy didn't know about this Ezekiel 37. Also, Dr. Wins has been teaching on Sunday nights, this victorious living. All things are possible with God. (laughs) Same theme, brother. It's like God is speaking. Who will receive it? Who will open their heart like Mary and just say, Be it unto me. Yeah, it's good for somebody else, but be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. If you've said it's possible, then it's possible, Lord. Lord, today that is us. I'm speaking for me, and I know everybody in this place, Lord. I think there's there's, there's, there's just a... A joy right now in heaven 
Not because we can produce it, but because we're willing to say yes to it. That's all. Yes, Lord, we believe. Not in our ability, but your ability to make it so. And that's where our eyes are. We thank you for it. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, would you come right now and seal these words into our hearts. We don't want to be those forgetful hearers who see it for a moment and then walk out the door and and forget. God, would you come and seal that word, that yes. Lord, may we actually do what we said we would do here, which is to write down those things in our life that, that we believe you want, but seem so impossible. Lord, will we just be obedient, simple obedience as an act of our worship, as an act of our faith. Lord, I thank you for it now. Lord, as we just open wide the door of our heart to you, you said you would come in and sup with us. Thank you for bringing all the necessary pieces to make it happen, Lord. I thank you that there are more for us than against us. We receive that now in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. You know, I can see almost like these beautiful, beautiful gossamer. It's like curtains just over us, and they're just they're glimmering, they're, they're shining, they're, they're soft, they're, they're full of rain, they're... I don't know, God is just overshadowing us right now. Just lift up your hands. Just lift up your hands. Thank you, Lord. Just let the glory of God just reach out. Reach out. Do something you've never done before. Just yield to the Lord. He wants to do exceeding abundantly. Above all that we could ever ask or think, we could never dream. He's the God of dreams. Yes, he is. Thank you, Father. He's the lover of our soul. He's the shepherd of our souls. Thank you, Father. Just receive from him. Just be still and know that He is God. He will be exalted in your life.
as we minister to the Lord here this morning I'm just going to invite anybody that needs prayer just to come on up Brother Jim and Sherry if you wouldn't mind just being willing to lay hands on some people as the needs are there just feel free to slip on up here if you need prayer, anything, you don't even have to tell them what's going on in your life, just stand there and let the Spirit of God just begin to minister and pray, if for some reason you need to slip out, just do that kind of quiet if you will, we want to just keep this beautiful atmosphere just in this place, we love you and bless you. Don't forget about Wednesday night if you're slipping out.